Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, Jack. Jack O'Hara. Boy, you asked me some interesting questions, my man. It's a great question, Jack. Jack, hey, it's Josh Radder. Hey there, Jack O'Hara. It's Johnny Damon. Jack, so you had questions for me. Jack O'Hara, absolutely. This message is for Jack O'Hara. Jack, how are you? Hey, Jack. Jack, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, Jack? Uh, listen, man, you know, you, you, you asked me a couple questions. Broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show. In the show and uh, doing your thing, I mean, you've got some pr- pretty big name guests. I've seen your, your stuff, so congratulations on your success. Jack O'Hara. Much nicer guy than Conan O'Brien with much better interviewing skills. Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's totally going to break up with you. She's definitely going to break up with me. Should have used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. Welcome back to another edition of The O Show presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive, high-intensity fitness experience developed by the champ Floyd Money Mayweather himself, formulated with the perfect combination of boxing, strength, and cardio conditioning intervals designed to make you look good, feel good, and leave you with more than just a great sweat. Head on down to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're also sponsored by BetOnline.ag. Sign up for that 50% bonus by using the promo code capital B-L-E-A-V-50. Again, for that 50% bonus, use that promo code capital B-L-E-A-V-50. It is another edition of Always Bet on Jack and Zach, presented by betonline.ag, and it's a solemn week. It's January 12th, 2022. Uh, Hell froze over this week, and Zach Kelly picked up a win in our predictions board. Zachary Kelly was 9 for 13. I was 6 for 13. We made a ton of... Shut the fuck up. I'm talking. He made a ton of wild picks. I made a ton of wild picks. It was kind of a free-for-all. It was a wild week this week. But before he gloats like the... insecure and classless jackass that he is, I do want to say something. Zach, congratulations. Thank you. You were the better man this week. I think we both made a ton of wild uh, predictions this week for the first time in a long time. So it was kind of up in the air to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll take my five wins over your one win any day of the week. But congratulations. So I know you you think that I'm not humble, but before I go into my victory lap, I will say I did calculate the weeks before – and I'll have to double check my math. But even when we calculate, you were three and two even in the weeks before. So you're winning even before this streak. So I wanted to. So I'm honest. I'm a fair broker. Total record is eight and three. You you dominated this NFL regular season. So let's give it up to our host, Jack. A great regular season. But in the last week, I don't know if you've seen Lord of the Rings, audience. The movie Return of the King, Return of the Oracle, not just nine of thirteen being better. 
Then this boy right here, 6 of 13, also predicted the over-under and the spread in the Georgia game. Let's go. And I'm going on a run in the playoffs. I'm going on a run in the playoffs. Starting this week, I'm going on a run. Are, are you pouring? Yeah, for, I told you. I told you I had something for you. It's not quite champagne. Wow. Wow. There's my finest bourbon for you. Congratulations. I'm actually touched. Congratulations. You are such a kind soul. Yeah. Are you going to drink it? Oh, now? I did pour it. Oh, wow. I feel pressured. You really expect me to pour it back into the bottle, Zach? No, it's, I just been like me after the... Okay. All right. There you go. You know, it's a little too early in the day for me, but oh, if you want to really drink easy. at 1.30 on a Wednesday... Ooh, that actually, that, that go felt good. It. That felt good. Well, I'll let you start with our wild card weekend games, and then I will go from there. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll start anyways, because it is my show. But, you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys are taking on the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I didn't even know the 49ers were kind of in the mix. That's kind of how out of it I am. But the Cowboys finish with that. It's still awkward to see that up there. 12-5. and five, Yes. 17 games this NFL season in 2021. Taking on the 10-7 and seven San Francisco 49ers at Jerry's World in the wild card round. San Fran coming in as the 6th seed. Dallas is the 3 seed. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to the surprise of no one, kind of snuck in at the number two seed at the last minute. The Cowboys, we've been through this many, 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 many times, Dallas Cowboy fans. It's up in the air. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers, I don't think they have what it takes to beat Dak this year. I think their offense has been way too good. They've been way too inconsistent, though, uh, I'd say, in 2021. The Cowboys are the three-point favorites at home. Uh, I think it should be a little bit more, but again, who's to say? I mean, that loss against the Cardinals really deflated my confidence after week 16. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still going to the Cowboys. I expect them to cover that spread. I expect San Fran to cover that spread, uh, but the Cowboys are going to win big at home. Yeah. And then they're going to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are going to win their game the following week. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that in a, in a second, but you doubted San Fran last week. That was really the deciding factor of last week was the fact that you thought the Rams would slaughter the Niners and then I picked the Niners to not just cover but win that ended up being the deciding factor and so I'm sticking with you know they say dance with who brought you here I'm going with the Niners to upset the Cowboys not just cover but win and I don't know if you gave the over under on that but I'm going with the uh, under at 51 the under at 51 in Jerry's world Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go the over at 51 okay just because like if you think the 49ers are gonna upset the Cowboys yeah, maybe. Maybe so. I have no confidence. <laughs> but the Cowboys, I think their offense is way too good. Dak's been there before multiple times in the postseason. I think he's a veteran now. I think he's ready. And I think he's about to prove to the world uh, that he's capable of taking on Tom Brady in the divisional round. All right. All right. So this will be, I think, the best match this weekend. So I am looking forward to it. Really? You think the Cowboys 49ers game is going to be uh, the best absolutely. matchup? Absolutely. The, sec- the, the next closest would be Bengals Raiders. But before we get into that, the match you already mentioned, uh, the two seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the seven seed, now the permanent seven seed Philadelphia Eagles. That is the Eagles are going down to Tampa Bay and they are nine point underdogs. And, uh, Despite some injuries and some controversy that Tampa was dealing with at the end of the season, as much as I don't like him and I'm not a fan uh, because of what he's done, he did in my Jets for so many years. Uh, I think Tommy Boy cleans up uh, that Philly that Philly defense, just eats it up. Jalen Hurts struggles against the pass rush that Tampa Bay has, so I think the Buccaneers easily win by ten or more. Eagles do not cover that spread. 
And I am going the over at 47 in that game. Yeah, this one's an easier one to predict because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got off to a red-hot start, just like everybody predicted. Tom Brady en route to another MVP-like season before, obviously, Rodgers and Dak came out of the woodworks. But then close to the end, the middle, I'd say, they started to struggle a little bit Mm -hmm, more. You started mm -hmm. to see those L's uh, pop up, kind of pile up for them. And then at the end, they go on a tear again, and all of a sudden, they're the number two seed. So I fully expect the Eagles... Uh, I don't think they're going to cover this spread. I think they're going to lose by way more than nine points. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go the over at 46 in Florida, the Sunshine State. Oh, 46, State. my bad. Yeah. What would you say it was? 47. Stupid son of a bitch. Might have moved. You're high. You don't. <sighs> so rude. You're drunk on Jim Beam. I don't think one. A day drinker. One thirty right. in the afternoon, midweek. Ridiculous. So, so we're in a full it's agreement. A little too early in the on day that for one. Me. So that was pretty good. Let's hear. Uh, let's hear the second wild card game. Uh, the second wild card game. The Arizona Cardinals, the home state Arizona Cardinals, taking on the Los Angeles Rams. I think everybody fully expected like six weeks ago for this to be a home home game for the Arizona Cardinals. Absolutely. Fully expected them to be the one or two seed at the very most. They dropped down pretty significantly as they take on the 12-5 and five Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium. It's basically a restaurant-slash-hotel-slash-epicenter of a stadium, and I fully expect the uh, Los Angeles Rams to take care of this one. They're the four-point favorites in this one with the over-under being 49.5 points. Look, the Arizona Cardinals had a great run. They were 7-0 to start the season. They go 3-5 and five in their next eight. Uh, they finished somewhat strong, but at the same time, they're just way too eagerly inconsistent for me to go on out on a limb to say that they're going to upset the Rams, considering the Rams have been arguably the favorites in the NFC despite the bigger teams like the Bucks and the Cowboys and the Packers kind of running roughshod. The Rams have always been like lurking in the shadows as a team that could easily be the NFC champions this year. So I fully expect the Rams uh, to win this. I don't think the Cardinals cover the four-point wow. spread, wow. but I'm going the over at 49-and-a-half. Wow. So... This one was the toughest one for me because I hate uh, Matthew Stat Patford because uh, he's Matthew You're Stat drunk. Patford because he's drunk. a stat patter. He's a stat patter. Matthew Stafford is not an elite quarterback, but I also have watched Cliff Kingsbury coach for three years and be one of the worst coaches in the entire NFL. Yep. So it's really tough. Probably in my brain, I don't agree with this pick, but I'm just going to go with my heart on this one as an Arizona homer. I am picking the Cardinals not just to cover, but to win and to get the upset against the Rams, win for a second time this year down in L.A. in SoFi Stadium. But I am agreeing with you on the uh, over at 49.5. It's like one win is too much for you. It's like, all right, I got my win. Now I have to even things out and just lose horrifically the next week with my predictions. Those are two wildly inaccurate Accusations we'll see. We'll so see. Far. Maybe maybe I'll just be taking a victory shot of Jim Bean for the rest of the playoffs. Who knows? Uh, you Who knows? won't be. This was a one-time deal. Uh-huh. This is mine. See? So. Uh, the, uh, the Patriots are taking on the Bills again Ooh. for the third time this year. A, uh, a substantial third meeting between the New England Patriots, 10-7, yes. and seven, taking on the Buffalo Bills at 11-6 and six out there in uh, the pretty warm Buffalo, New York this time of year. It'll be very, very fun to see how Bill uh, Belichick and Mac Jones navigate their way through their first playoff uh, encounter together as a duo. One and one. So the Pats beat the Bills in Buffalo. The Bills beat the Pats in Foxborough. Correct. Correct. 
So something's got to give in this game, right? Yes. I think it was very cool to see uh, Bill Belichick navigate his way through the win on Monday Night Football in Buffalo, given that it was basically an, an all-rushing attack that entire game due mm-hmm. to the wind. Like I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. Yeah. Where both coaches kind of had to just use the rushing game because nobody trusted anybody when the ball came out yeah. of their hands in the passing game. It, 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 even though there wasn't snow, it felt like a snowball in terms of the way that t- both teams were playing. They were both playing super run heavy, almost as if it was like hailing or snowing. But it, it was just wind. But because of the wind was, I think I heard it was like 35 miles per hour at some point. Yeah, it was, it was interesting to say. So are you uh, picking the Bills to... Cut. Here's the one where I where I get a little dicey. The New England Patriots are going to beat the Buffalo Bills, oh. and here's why. Mac Jones has something to prove. The Bills, despite having some playoff experience at this point, Josh Allen's been tremendous for them over the past several seasons. I still think that uh, they're not going to get over the hump. I still think the New England Patriots are the team to beat in the AFC East, and I'm picking them not only to cover, but to win as Zachary Kelly would say, and I'm going to go the under at 44, given the temperatures that they're going to be playing in. So I will agree with you on the under, but I had a different takeaway from their victory in Buffalo last time. Mac Jones has not looked the same since then. After his coach showed no faith in him, only did him throw three times a record low since Terry Bradshaw was playing. He has been bad these like really bad these past couple of weeks. Davis Mills of the Houston Texans has better numbers than him over that stretch. And so I, I think the Bills win by at least five. I don't think the Patriots cover that spread. I think Josh Allen, as, as up and down as Josh Allen has been, these are two both two very flawed quarterbacks and very flawed teams, but I think Buffalo gets the gets the win. Well, you're drunk, so your opinion doesn't matter anyway. Anyway, now... What are your next two picks, by so, the way? So... Next pick is the Las Vegas Raiders, led by Derek Carr, taking on Joey B and Jamar Chase's Cincinnati Bengals. This, I I talked about Niners, Cowboys being, this might be the game I'm most looking forward to. Both teams that really clicked on the, at the end of the season, despite, especially the Raiders having a lot of problems. But as fun as I think this will be, I think the Bengals, will we'll edge out. I still think with a five and a half, that's a decently generous spread. I think that the Raiders do cover. I think the Bengals still win, but I will say that I think the Raiders do cover and I'm going with the over at 49. I think it'll be a pretty high scoring affair out there. And I think it is, it is when within six points when the uh, play clock runs zero. And either one of these teams really has the experience to say who really no. has the leg up. I know mm-hmm. the Bengals are the five-and-a-half-point favorites mm-hmm. in this game, but neither team, when it comes, you know, push comes to shove in the playoffs, has the experience. Absolutely. So I'm going to be wild once again with this pick. I'm picking Las Vegas to not only cover, but to win in this I game as well. It. I and I'm going to go the over at 49 in this game. I also Cincy. agree. Okay, so, so we agree on the over-under, but I'm, I'm picking the Raiders to not only cover, but to win the five-and-a-half-point spread. Because I think Derek Carr is, I think he's a well more experienced quarterback. I'll use the experience term. Well That's more experienced fair. quarterback than uh, Hollywood Joe. That's fair. And so uh, for the final game of Wild Card Weekend, and... In my opinion, the one that will be the by far the most boring game all weekend. The Big Ben, the hobbled Big Ben, and the Pittsburgh Steelers head on down to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I tried to give the Steelers credit when they played in the regular season a couple weeks ago, and you predicted I really hope they the win Chiefs this game. Would get blow, would get blown out. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm gonna assume that past Jack. 
uh, being right about that game is going to be right about this game. So even at a 12 and a half, which is a very generous spread, I still don't think the Steelers cover. I think the Chiefs win by at least 13. <laughs> I think I'm picking the over at 46 and a half. Congratulations to Big Ben and Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin still hasn't had a losing season yet as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben getting this team to the playoffs in his final year and his uh, as a uh, in the NFL or at least as a Pittsburgh Steeler. But I think Patrick Mahomes and company roll over the Steelers by at least 13. Yeah, this is going to be a swan song, huh? Yeah, that's what I believe. After, what, two Super Bowl wins together? They beat the Seahawks in 05, then they beat the Cardinals in 2009. So two for Big Ben, but I believe Mike, I was the coach prior, I can't remember his name, but Mike Tomlin only, only coached. Has one, yeah, right, Mike Tomlin right, only right, one. Right, 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 um, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Pittsburgh Steelers supporter, so this is going to be agree. a sad one for them to go out because I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't. I think... They, they're not going to cover that 12.5-point spread. I think Pat Mahomes has been there before. Despite the year he had, was not the year he anticipated. He kind of picked up the pieces mm-hmm. about midway towards the end. But they're looking to prove that they are, without a doubt, the best team in the AFC. You know, it, it's kind of a toss-up in the AFC. The Titans are the one seed, but they're not the clear favorites, mm-hmm. right? Everybody thought Mac Jones and the Patriots were coming on strong halfway through. And then all of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes started turning it on and be like, okay, the Chiefs are still the alpha dog of the AFC. So I think the Chiefs are going to come out in this game. I think we're going to see a a shootout. It's going to be over 46 and a half. And uh, Pat Mahomes is going to charge in the the divisional round with the chip on his shoulder. Absolutely. Little side note before we get into our halftime. (laughs) Mike Rabel running away with coach of the year, in my opinion. Like After all he dealt with, no Derrick Henry, Julio Jones out of the line, sub hop. Lineup Hollywood Brown out of the lineup and still somehow ending up the first seed in the AFC. So that was my midseason predictions. That was one of the few time other times I was right this year. But that is our wild card weekend. We both dis- we disagreed on a lot. There wasn't a lot of agreement here. So one of us is probably going to win pretty big, and the other is probably going to be it's going to be one of those like over like double like sort of weeks where like one of us is super wrong and one of us is super right. So this will be very interesting seeing our first ever. Uh, playoff prediction on the show, but enough of the NFL. It's time to talk about the Michael Sarah halftime report. You kind of cued that one a little too early for me as we cue out the Michael Sarah halftime report pickle graphic. But what so do you the, got for us this week? So I got a I got a fun one. So we're gonna go we're gonna go back in time, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna go back to the beginning of Michael Sarah's career. No, we're not. I'm not talking Arrested Development when he was 17, or even some of the Canadian television shows when he was 13. I'm like, no, when he was eight, nine years old and just starting to get into acting. What was the first of any type of work that our dear beloved Michael Sarah got? Well, I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it was an unpaid commercial for Tim Hortons. So that was his first ever role he had. And then the second role after that, his first role ever with lines, it was on a Pillsbury Doughboy commercial where his job was supposed to be the kid that was annoying Pillsbury Doughboy and being like, hey, hey. And he literally just pokes the Pillsbury Doughboy. Not grand roles, Tim Hortons and Pillsbury Doughboy, but hey. He stuck his neck out there, and he and those commercials led to him getting casted in a TV show, like a, a beloved TV show, like Arrested Development, at 17. See, so that's a lesson for our audience. It doesn't matter if it's a Circle K, if it's a Tim Hortons, if it's a Pillsbury Doughboy. It doesn't matter if it's Uncle Ben's Rice. If you can find a gig and you're an aspiring actor, musician, whatever you want, take a lesson from R. Michael Sarah. 
do whatever you can to get your name and face out there. And if you are truly talented, your talent will be found and you will get that opportunity. So shout out Tim Hortons, shout out Pillsbury Doughboy, and most of all, shout out our dear beloved Michael Sarah. Wow. Thanks for the halftime speech, coach. You're welcome. That was awesome. And that was... The Michael, Michael Sarah, Sarah halftime, halftime report. report here at that Michael Sarah halftime report graphic, Hank. I think the beam's doing you some good today. I know. I feel energized. You're a little jacked up. A lot. A little way too confident. A little bit. You we'll don't want to turn into the Hulk. That's true. I don't know if I. I don't know if I will ever have the muscles to turn into the Hulk. But you know, it's something. Anyway, before we talk about our last segment, do you want to go a little brief overview about the uh, Georgia Bulldogs national champions beating Alabama? First time in 40 years since Herschel Walker was a Georgia Bulldog. To give you how long it's been. So incredible. Um, Obviously, there were some injuries on Alabama to one of their best wide receivers, and that didn't help. And there was some other stuff that they were struggling with, some questionable play calls, the one fumble and everything. But um, Alabama will be back next year, so I don't think they're taking it too hard. Bryce Young will be back next, should be back next year. But Shout out to the Georgia Bulldogs. This is a, for the first time in a long time, in a four-year span, four different teams won college football. We got Clemson, LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. Obviously, it's still all like the you know southeastern part of the United States. It's only two of the Power Five conferences. But it's nice to see at least some level of parity coming back to college football. And I'm super happy that Georgia took home the win. I think it'll be super good for the for the sport. Any other thoughts? Yeah, it really wasn't even close. I thought mm-hmm. my wild p- prediction going into that game was that it was going to be under 35 points combined yes. on both teams. And going into the fourth quarter, it was it almost looking like, like that. I was nervous. I knew it was going to be because even at halftime, I'm like, they've put up 15 points combined. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I, I knew it. And then all of a sudden, Georgia pulls away. Big time at the end. I'm happy for a lot of those uh, players, especially the coaching staff. Yes. Well-earned. Kirby Smart finally beating Nick Saban. First time in his tenure. Finally yeah, doing well-earned that. for the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, and then uh, I will let you lead into our final segment of the show today. Final segment of the show. So I think it was late Sunday night. Bob Saget died. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 65 years old. I believe so. He was on tour. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they figured out why. I haven't heard any reports. They they don't expect uh, drugs or foul play is the only thing that they that they they came to the conclusion to from the autopsy. At least from what I've read so far, they assume no foul play. They assume it wasn't like a murder hit or anything like that. They and there was like no sign of any significant drugs in his system. At least as a report I read, at least as of two days ago, that is what I I read. So. I don't know what will come out. I did, there was not know whether it's just, you know sudden heart attack, whether it was mental health related. It might have been self-taken life, but tragic regardless, however he ended up going. Robin, did you ever meet Bob Saget? Years and years ago. It was um, during one of his dirty comedian things. And yeah. it was kind of shocking because, you know, he had this reputation for being that nice guy it was from unique, t- yeah. yeah and i was i was looking for the the tv dad but when i saw the comedy routine i was like damn you know just surprising right yeah so that was my one and only opportunity just for five minutes and i know you've interviewed him he was very nice like literally had no business talking to him but was able to talk to him briefly for about five six minutes after he did a virtual comedy set just from his home 
And after that conversation, it was just like, yeah, you do a podcast? He's like, I mean, the Amazon guy just dropped off something. He does a podcast, too. But he's like, I appreciate you, and I appreciate you reaching out. So he ended up doing, a, like, a 30-minute interview with me, just talking about kind of his trials and tribulations, not only in comedy, but at the same time. Because, again, like, he's very unique in the sense that he was probably the dirtiest comic out there, and at the same time considered America's dad on Full House, being, like, the upstanding, just mm -hmm. nice guy that he was. And that's well, exactly what he was, too. He's just, like, yes. the nicest guy probably in Hollywood. And it, a lot of people's minds. It's just so funny, like, watching, like, the Ch Chappelle skit where he just goes, it's not an addiction unless you're sucking dick for it. Do you suck dick for marijuana? No. I suck dick for crack, though. Like, he would do that, then be America's dad, and then when you ask any other Hollywood producer, writer, former actor that worked with him, or any charity he worked with, they would just say he's the nicest person in the world. So that just, it really showed that his comedy was just to make people laugh, as dirty as it got. It was all in good faith. It was all to make people happy. He was, you know, a lot of the comics, you know, especially lately, a lot of comics have been coming out where, like, there's controversy around them, but never, despite all how crass he got, he was still always, by everyone who worked with him, Seen as an upstanding man and someone that will be greatly missed. Yeah, we got a short clip of Bob Saget. This was the first time I talked to him about 10 months ago. Again, it was after a virtual comedy set that he was doing live from his house in Los Angeles. Uh, just kind of shooting the breeze about the event, uh, some of Bill Burr's stuff, yes. and how he just didn't know when it was going to happen. You don't, you don't really know when it's going to happen for you, especially given that he, again, was the dirtiest comic in the game, but at the same time, everybody's favorite, uh, the American dad, Bob Sackett. And that's how we'll close the show today. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.